Welcome to the Extra Podcast. My name is Greg, and I will be your host for you this episode. My name's Andy, and I'll be... What number is this? Just here. This is episode number 217. Joining me around the I table... I'm a guest, actually. Yeah, you are. Welcome you're you're a... Everyone's a guest. You're a panelist. Hey, thanks great. for Thank welcoming you. me here, Paul. I appreciate that. Hey, here. joining me here today is Kyle. Hello. Andy. Hey, I'm here. Paul. Hey. I want to warmly welcome all of you here. Thank you so you much for taking time out of your schedule. To... You don't mean it, Greg. I know. Sorry, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to people who were listening. <laughs> it's not always about you, actually. I didn't know. If Greg does up. have a nice new haircut. I do. I have to say. Still a little bit long, though. You got to trim a little <laughs> more off. A little more off the sides and the top. We have like a hair progression going on here yeah, at the table. Yeah. We have Andy with... Uh, he. You just shaved that today, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that is sh- Chef... <laughs> Chef, Chef Boyardee, that is freshly <laughs> shaven, ravioli, <laughs> Chef Lee Frazen. Uh, Kyle's got a little bit of stubble yeah, got, going on. I got about a five day stubble going. Is that yeah. five days? Summer, five six days. Yeah. yeah. You got a little salt and pepper going on. Well, actually, yeah. a little more, a little more salt than pepper. A lot, a lot of salt around the chin. Yeah, yeah it's okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I. Greg's got about the number two hair, but short. The number two of the Clippers, right? Two razor, Clippers. You know, when you go to the barber, they go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was there. All right. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> and uh, Paul needs a haircut. And Paul has long hair yeah. and a beard. See, Andy and I have an advantage because we do this ourselves. Yes, we do. Right? That's right. That's true. It's good. Hey, guys, this is, this is a great start. So thanks for being here. <laughs> this is a great start. No. Can, no. I, can I just state to our listeners <clears throat> that we are in full summer mode? Like, <laughs> we're not getting questions from no. people. We well, we few, not just not many. Yeah, like you during the fall and the winter, like the questions pour in. Like we can't contain the questions. And <laughs> we're, we're in not, a, we don't exaggerate at all. We're in a dry stretch no. right now. And uh so we have one question that someone sent in. We're gonna talk about that and then we're gonna talk about some stuff going on in the news, which will be interesting too. So here's the question. Do you guys know anything about centering prayer and why it's so popular the questioner said to me it doesn't seem biblical because we were told to sit with god and empty our minds before him for a length of time and then just sit there and have thoughts come in and say that they're from god so have you guys heard about this topic have you it's mm-hmm. they're they're saying it doesn't sound exactly like listening prayer, but it sounds like it's called centering prayer. So how how do we think about it? What do we? It sounds like do another name for meditation. Mm-hmm. This is actually one of the distinctives between Christianity and you know Near Eastern religions with regards to meditation is is in different religions you have this idea that you empty your mind as a as a part of meditation, whereas Christianity has the exact opposite that you fill your mind. And so our desire mm-hmm. is that God has already spoken and we want to fill our minds with what he's already said. Right. Yeah. When the scriptures call us to meditate on the, or to meditate and spend time in meditation, that's meditating on God's word in times of prayer. And those can be lengthy times. You can be focusing just on one verse if you want, whatever, but you're filling your mind and your heart with the revealed word of God. Yeah, meditation is great because it causes us to slow down and it may be popular because um, we're all made in God's image and we all, we all yearn for something beyond the physical world. Um, some people have classified humanity as homo, homo religioso, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Homo sapiens is humanity the wise. You know, people we have you know an intellect and we can think through things. Uh, Homo religioso is that we have a religious uh, inclination. All mm-hmm. throughout human history, um, the percentages of atheists within any given culture is you know about two or three percent. Um, so people across the globe, across history, have yearned for something greater. Um, and so that might be part of the popularity of this. This causes us to slow down. But as um, Paul and Andy have, have mentioned, um, we want to fill that, that slowing down with, with God's word, with understanding who God is because he's spoken to us through his word. Yeah. The East wants to mm-hmm. em- empty ourselves, uh, release from this world, release from the pain of um, this world and, and be released from the the cycle of reincarnation as you get deeper into Eastern religions. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Bible wants us to slow down, but not to be released from this world, but so that we can be uh, more tuned into who God is through repentance mm-hmm. and faith. And as we're more tuned into who God is, we can be um, released into the world to serve people yeah. and to love people. Mm-hmm. It's, for example, like in, in Buddhism, they'll see that desire is bad. So in part of meditation is to empty your mind so that you can, not desire whereas in christianity we actually see desiring is a good thing but it, the right desires mm. and so and so that what we want to meditate on is is right desires and we understand that through god's word but one of the things i find interesting about this idea of centering prayer or meditation in its different forms because really i think this is just a, a clever name for meditation mm. um is mm. is i think everybody yearns for that that you know direct line with god if you will where where they they have their personal word from the lord and uh and 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 i think that that is very um very attractive to to people in our culture today and and it kind of also plays in to that whole subjective aspect of religion for people that that it's uh that it's the way they practice you know, what, like Christianity, for example, and what God's saying to me. And obviously it can be a very dangerous uh, path to follow. Because ultimately, I, you know, I don't know that we wouldn't say that God can't or doesn't speak to people. But ultimately, right. everything would be brought back to the authority of Scripture. I mean, because ultimately the question becomes, well, how do I know that, that I'm hearing from the Lord? Um, for example, let me give you a good example. Uh, one of the things I love doing with young adults is telling them that the Lord has spoken to me about them. <laughs> and, right. And everybody's all ears. Right. Because everybody wants to say, wow, you I'm leaning a... in, Andy. Right. You got yeah. me. You know, I'm, I'm all in. Right. Because you got a word from the Lord, you know, for me. And so then I tell them that the Lord normally is young men that I'm telling this to. Uh, the Lord has told me that, you know, he's calling you to celibacy. Right. And to, to, to which the young man. Right. Is just totally. <laughs> Uh, distraught, you know, but, and, they, and they'll always say, no, 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 you didn't hear from the Lord, right? <laughs> and then that's always the question, go right? Go get a different word. <laughs> yeah, go get, could you, yeah, could you go back and get a different word? Because I don't like that one. Hmm. And, uh, and, and, and that's the question. Well, how do you know that that was from the Lord? Hmm. Well, we know it's from the Lord because it aligns with scripture. Which is part of the motivation of doing a sermon series like the bumper sticker series, right? Because people would say, well, yeah, I tested it against scripture and God says that he knows the plans I have for you and it's plans to prosper. And so we can run our thoughts through the grid of passages that we've just assumed we know what they mean and what they mean for us. And yet if we don't take the time to look at them, even our testing it against the word might prove to be 
not really helpful in in the end of in the end of the situation. So let me let me throw one other thing out there. Like I'd I'd be curious what you guys think about this. I think though that there is an aspect. Okay, let's just use the word centering prayer for example, where we take a time where we take time to reflect on where we're at in our relationship with God. Uh, like for example, when whenever I participate in communion, for me is a moment to just to be quiet before the Lord, and to get into into to evaluate my heart and to see where I'm at, what what like what kind of adjustments need to be taking place in Andy Steiger right. uh, to realign myself with with God in His Word. Right. But again, you're not emptying your mind when you're doing that, right? You're you're actually reflecting, which is thinking about what's going on in your heart. You're you're trying to match that up with what does God's Word say. You're not just trying to empty it and think nothingness right like when and, and then hoping so. different things float into my mind yeah right and then that yeah. supposedly would be yeah a word from the lord so the intention's probably good with most people um it's just the the process or the method can can be off of it if if it if it's devoid of god's word so then what i would say is in the reflecting i'm reflecting mm-hmm. on god's word and allowing God's word then, as I'm being filled with his word, to con- to uh, convict mm. and to challenge me. Mm. Awesome. Hey, uh, if you have questions you want the Extra Gang to answer, send them in to extra at northview.org. We're not done, Kyle. You're looking no, at No, I'm the... just, it's a different counter. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. It is. We don't have the timer going right now. Cool. <laughs> um. So here's something going on news-wise that I'm sure all mm. of you guys and most of the people listening, if not all of them, have been aware of. Uh, Are we I'm, gonna talk about Cecil the Lion? That's kind of. So we're, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna talk about should we? <laughs> this this group called the Center for Medical Progress has uh, been releasing about is it a video a week, basically? Uh, it's one every two or three days. Is it that quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So they've been releasing videos at uh, a regular rate. And I think we're at video five. Today, yeah. I believe video five was re- released. Today's right. August 4th. And so these videos are, are conversations that are exposing some of the practices that Planned Parenthood, which is a, a medical center in the States that offer um, support. A very deceptive name, by yes. the way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so they're interviewing um, undercover and under false pretenses they're interviewing these um people from planned parenthood to talk about what they can do for um making some of the the fetal some of the baby parts available for uh purchase for the use of uh, medical uh, research research and experimenting Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so the whole pro the whole uh concept is let's let's see how planned parenthood will talk about um, selling off the the baby parts and how you go about getting as if, baby parts as if abortion wasn't disturbing enough as it is mm-hmm. you know and really that's what this, these videos have brought to light is that beyond destroying a baby mm-hmm. that it's being done with the purpose or it's it's being the it's being done in a way that the body parts can be sold well and i think you've lost now the argument that abortion is a sanitary way of getting rid of a clump of cells yeah, the, these videos have now just totally blown that narrative out of the water. It just doesn't fit anymore because clearly it's not a sanitary 
thing. And clearly it's not just a lump of cells. It's yeah. actually a human baby whose body parts are useful for other human things. Right. That, so, that liver could be used in other capacities. Right. Yeah. Th this to Since, me is just a prime example of the sl slippery slope. Right. Because, uh, you know, what, what was the argument for abortion from the beginning? Right. It, it was all about the mother. Right. Yes. Because apparently women were um, trying to get abortions in illegal ways. And that was um, subjecting them to health problems. Right. It or potentially death, harming them. Mm -hmm. And so this is a, a greater good. And but uh, but of course, not, you know, we're not, you know, we're not going to use these babies or anything or 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 whatnot. And then now all of a sudden. Once, once this door opens, right, it's kind of like the whole question right now that's happening in Canada with euthanasia. You know, do, if we start down this path, is it going to open up other doors and, and there's this slippery slope? Where is it going to take us? And I think that these videos are prime example mm -hmm. of one area that abortion has taken. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when we were talking about this whole thing going on before we were recording the podcast, by the way, we're still playing around with the settings on making this podcast sound as good as possible. So this is try number 4.0 we'll see how it goes as we were talking while johnny markham was helping us out with it it only took them 30 minutes by that's the way. right totally uh we we were talking about this storyline in comparison to one that was coming up that was over all the media news outlets mm. about this dentist in the states who killed cecil the lion um who's a popular lion apparently in zimbabwe and so zimbabwe yeah i think yeah. it was zimbabwe yeah, so, apparently he was a beloved lion in Zimbabwe, but when the Associated Press reporter went to the village nearby where Cecil was killed, none of the villagers knew who Cecil was. So he was more beloved because, uh, I think it was an English... Um, the tourists knew about him? And... Uh, no, some guy did a documentary looking, and he named the lion, and then this documentary became popular. Oh, okay. Okay, and then Cecil gets this, this American... Hunter goes over there, uh, has a license to go and kill a lion, to go hunting. And he's quite excited, and then he kills the lion, posts it on Facebook or whatever, and people are all up in arms because he was this beloved lion. Apparently, they lured him out of this animal sanctuary. That's what he's being um, blamed for doing. But so anyways, the, 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 the interesting thing, though, right. is that when this lion gets killed... We have the public, everybody calling for this doctor's head for going and killing this lion. It, it has been on CNN every single day. Yeah. Like on all my news feeds, it, it's driving me crazy. I, yeah. I reach these points where I begin to tug at my shirt and begin to rip them. And turn green. And turn green. Yeah, the, yeah. the Hulk comes out. But I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. But what I noticed is, is that all these, these the Planned Parenthood, I saw one video show up on CNN for a very short period of time was taken off. Yeah. And nothing has shown back up. So, yeah, the contrast of the value of a lion that we can all see and appreciate mm -hmm. in some way that it's yeah. a creature that prowls around. Yeah. Versus the value of unseen babies by the millions. Yeah. That we don't see, we don't know about. But so that's kind of the hidden. So the, the value of the two, yeah. and the contrast of the value is. It's startling. It yeah. is. It's disturbing. And if you go on CNN or I think it was NBC News this morning, their their top story was a female hunter going to Africa and killing a giraffe now. And so you have certain news outlets promoting these stories of the hunters right at the same time that all these abortion videos are coming out. Mm. So it kind of makes you wonder, makes you think about their agenda. 
Well, and I had right. heard, now I, I, I can't substantiate this, but I had heard that Planned Parenthood, as soon as these videos came out, began to, they contracted a PR company and that this PR company began to uh, connect, contact these different news agencies and encourage them not to run these news And the, the PR company even created what appeared to be a cyber attack on Planned Parenthood. So if you tried to go to their website one day, it said, our website is down because we were attacked by extremists. But then there was still a link that you could follow to go to their main page. Therefore, there was no hack. <laughs> Therefore, there was this no was hack. Totally, this was totally created by the PR firm yeah. to make yeah. people who value every human life look crazy. Hmm. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. This is a great... Uh, and very unfortunate example of how you know ideas have consequences, how worldviews yeah. play out. If we all are just different forms of matter that has evolved, you know, mindlessly, aimlessly, mm. without purpose over millions and millions of years, then we're we're no really no different than the lion. And mm -hmm. so then the the individual choice of the individual creature is the only thing we're left with. So the lion was killed. And it probably didn't choose to <laughs> be shot or however it was killed, mm -hmm. hunted down. Um, but the individual choice, uh, obviously, of the baby is not to be killed. But the that choice is trumped by the the mom's value for her own self authentication and in a hard spot and and un you know un unplanned, unfortunate, and, and now a, for and medical a, research. And yeah, well, and here's the thing that I think is really important for for listeners for us to appreciate and that is the process by which we dehumanize people and in mm -hmm. greg this you caught yourself doing this right as you were introing this right uh, do i refer to an abortion as a fetus mm -hmm. or as a baby right and and when you watch these videos you'll see that the these medical professionals are being very careful with the words that they use but it slips out sometimes like oh look at his it's a boy that, that's look right yeah they announce oh it's yeah. a boy and they sound yeah they make it sound like it's a good thing yeah. When they're looking at this dissected baby in a pie dish. And that, and that's right. And he, we, they, they will try their best to use dehumanizing language. Mm -hmm. uh, but, of course, it, it, it'll slip out where this is actually a person that we're talking about here. Yeah. And that this is the real challenge, I think, that we, that we face. These are, these are persons that were, are being murdered. Mm -hmm. and uh, are being killed in, in gruesome fashion for medical research. And, and here news agencies are saying nothing mm -hmm. about it. And the dehumanization process is how all genocides that's right. um, get their legs, right? I mean, that's what happens I'm with slavery. People don't kill people. With, right. That's right. I, I was actually just reading this. In, I was reading a history on this. I didn't know this. Uh, this is the reason why... Uh, the Germans had to build the um, the the gas chambers. The, yes, it was for efficiency, but it was more than efficiency. Efficiency wasn't their initial reason for building the gas chambers. Killing mass amounts of people, they realized that they couldn't watch that happen. It was just it was too disturbing on people's psyche, and they needed to further. So although they didn't even refer to the Jews as people, they 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 used dehumanizing language. Yeah, vermin. Right, rats, yeah, yeah. when they referred to the Jews, but they had to remove themselves even one mm. step further and to gas them in these chambers where they actually couldn't watch it because it was, it was too appalling. And that, that's exactly it. I mean, people don't kill people. 
you have to dehumanize them first. Hmm. Yeah. There's a great data point there, I think, is I think most people would recoil when they hear about these videos, they they watch them or they just know about that. Most mm -hmm. people obviously recoil recoil at what Nazi Germany did. So why do we why do we recoil like that? Why is that appalling to most people? Um, if there's there's two major explanations. One is that, you know, that's just some kind of leftover thing in our evolutionary, you know, lineage that, that lingers on and it will probably get over we'll get over it and we'll um you know evolve beyond it mm -hmm. or we're actually made in god's image and we recognize that every person is of value and people um people have more value than ants do uh, and, and that's that's and a, more value than lions yeah it's a lingering thing within mm -hmm. the fact that we are the imago dei we're in god's yeah. image um so yeah, so that that's a, a great thing to bring up is to say, you know, why do we even feel this way about about these things? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it, interesting that the narrative around Cecil it is has even similarities to what's going on with killings of babies, where you have Cecil was in a place where he should have been protected. Hmm. He was unfairly drawn out of there, mm -hmm. and when he was drawn out, he was killed. For no real reason other than it could happen. And so, and then you have on the other, and there's outrage, uh, grand outrage. And yet the other one, you have a baby who should be kept safe and yet isn't and is killed for reasons and no outrage mm. in, in the general, at least from a, a media or if you're just kind of looking at how does this society view these two things, one would be seen as a moral outrage and the other one not as as one do you know the the irony to me uh as i've been reading this unfolding is i was reading the economist just this last month uh for people they can take a look at this the economist was talking about the problem that we're in financially and and particularly how it's related to birth rates and one of the things that the economist was talking about is that we're in that we have been in for years a birth decline now it might surprise a lot of people because it's always talked about how the world's bustling at the seams, but the fact is, is actually that we're that we're in a decline, and one of the reasons why Greece, for example, is in the financial hardship that they're in, mm -hmm. is because they don't have younger people paying into the retirement plan that the older generation is is trying to enjoy, but they just don't have the finances to have, and and really, in many ways, Greece is just the beginning of of challenges that a lot of nations are going to face. To how do you pay? for your, you know, your social security, right? When you just don't have the younger generation to do it. So th this is, though, is the irony to me is that right now, different countries are trying their best to increase birth rates. Uh, Singapore, if you, if you read the article, Singapore even created their own song and is like, you know, do your, do your thing for the, for the country, you know, and, and, uh, you know, go listen to some Barry White and get busy. But, <laughs> but I honestly, uh, one of the things that was fascinating about the article is how all these things had failed. Uh, you know, whether or not they're creating music to try to get people to have children or they're, or they're trying to give you like uh, tax breaks or whatever. We've, mm. we've approached this in a very pragmatic way. And, and, and to me, it's just, it's just fascinating because there's so many things in our culture right now that we're adopting that are a culture of death. Yeah. But they oh. don't lead to life such as abortion. And, and then we're surprised that we're having, that these things actually have real life 
there, there are implications to the beliefs that we are practicing mm. right now. Um, you know, even on a purely naturalist viewpoint, uh, let alone from a Christian viewpoint in which life has more than just pragmatic value. Mm. Anyway, there's my rant. Frustrates yeah. me. There, there was a article, I think it was put out just today on the Gospel Coalition. I don't know what the title is. I just saw it briefly, but it, it mentioned a few ways of how to kind of counteract counteract a, a critique of the videos that were being made. So some people are trying to critique the, the Center for Medical Progress videos by saying, oh, it's a hoax or mm-hmm. it was made under false pretenses or all kinds of different accusations that they'll use to try to undermine the the point that's being made in the videos. And so I, I don't know if you have if people who are listening, have friends who um, they're, they're engaging with over this issue where they don't want to talk about it because they're trying to attack the source of where the videos were made. I think there's, there's gotta be some stuff going on around the blogs blogosphere to help us navigate those waters as well. Right. Which by the way, those videos were made uh, legally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are allowed legally, not illegally. Thank you. Yeah. Legally. Yes. Uh, you are allowed to uh, record conversations uh, without having consent. The, 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 However, California, from what I understand, is the only state in which you got to be careful on this. Uh, but the, the main question when you do it is, are, for example, notice that these are in public places. Uh, I'm particularly speaking of the first video where uh, they're in, you know, they're in a bar or whatever. Uh, clearly, they're not trying to conceal this conversation. And, uh, and, and, in that, and in that situation, you are allowed to record. I record all my conversations with you, Andy. <laughs> I was worried about that, Kyle. Are your glasses? Listen, are your glasses your Google voice. Glass? Are they what? Is that Google Glass? Right? <laughs> yes, they are. I can see lots of things around me. But I bring that things. up because people had been saying, you know, oh, they're, you know, these are illegal. You, you, you're not allowed to do this or, or whatever. I, I think we got to stick with what. Yeah, the, the point, and all these subpoints though, is babies are being killed. A. Yes. And. B, their body parts are being sold for medical research. So the, the, the pragmatics of it then enter. If, yeah. if all of life is about me and my own self-preservation and self-fulfillment and trying to help other people with their own self-fulfillment, then it's okay if a woman has an abortion for whatever reason. Then if that's her choice for her self-fulfillment and if, those, if the, a result of that abortion can be used to progress medical science and that could help other people flourish then then sure so if the center of the of the of the question is how do i flourish the way i want to flourish then this all can be accepted but if the center of the question the center of the universe you know what's the meaning of life one of the five great questions andy talks about a lot is beyond just me and i think if most people just look at their life and look at their own heart and look around them, they'll recognize that there is more to life than just themselves. Um, and there's something bigger than, than just my own flourishing. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have any other questions we can dive into. If there's anything else that's just burning on, on your brain that anyone wants to get off, off their chest, off their brain. Well, if people like, if some of you might be actually listening and going, I haven't heard anything about this, and that's because if all you listen to is Canadian media, uh, Canadian media is not covering this at all. The mm-hmm. only media that's actually covering this 
are some of the secondary news sources in the U.S. Um, and Fox News in the U.S. So if you want to read more about it or know, watch these videos, even um, Fox News or um, I think uh, in terms of the political side of it, there's a, a website called Politico in the U.S. that's been covering it pretty well as, as well. There's a, so. a, a theologian and a pastor in the States named Denny Burke who will be up here for the Apologetics Canada Conference mm. in March mm -hmm. um, next spring. Um, but he has a blog and he's actually uh, devoted the last couple of weeks a number of blogs to um, highlighting this and showing some of the the craziness and the, the tragedy of this. Denny Burke is his name, so you can look him up too. Yeah, another one is uh, Russell Moore, mm. who's the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission in the U.S., uh, also an evangelical Christian who has been putting out a lot on this topic. Right on. Well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining me, and thanks to everyone for listening. This is, I guess it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode but if you want to have some conversations here if you want to hear some conversations had on here send them into extra at northview.org and we will incorporate them and until then andy why don't you have the last word man you, you know what's funny about that you guys always ask me to have the last word when i'm not ready to give the last word but then sometimes i'll be like i got this pippy thing i'm totally ready for the last word pippy pippy like pippy like pippy long's talking i did just say pippy, pippy. didn't i that's okay but i actually feel pretty good about using pippy in that way all right pippy any rate i don't have i have nothing today so that was my piffy statement piffy what no? about what With an F? have i we said can... it wrong again <laughs> you know one thing we can do honestly just to i know we're laughing and stuff but we can we can encourage people to actually pray for hmm the people um, that are involved in abortions. So pray for the mothers mm. who are feeling trapped, number one. Pray for the doctors who feel that abortion is okay to perform. Pray for all the people that work at Planned Parenthood that the Lord would really reveal himself to them, change their hearts, change their minds. And uh, yeah, even pray for... The, our politicians who have the power to make abortion uh, or enact some laws on abortion that would that would um, save lives. Amen. That's a good word.